Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Freestyle Friday, where we basically just do whatever we want. So we are going to try out a new segment here on the show called Clickbait. So our producer, Eric, from behind the camera is going to ask Jeff and me a few different questions based on what we just talked about in the interview and then things that are happening in the world around us. So check out the segment. Let us know if you like it. Let us know if we should get rid of it or if we should keep doing more of it. Check it out. It is called Clickbait. All right, Jeff, my first question's for you. So you mentioned you have a three to six year kind of focus window when you test out a job or you're trying to build a product. Um, and then a lot of times you move to another thing, try to develop something else. Um, I was listening to a clip with Patrick, but David the other day, and he said when he sees a resume with lots of different jobs on it, that's a huge red flag for him. So for you as an employer, when you see someone's jumped from opportunity to opportunity, is that a red flag for you or do you respect them trying out new things? Uh, it depends on the job they're applying for and the role. Um, if it's a executive level, it's a big red flag. If it's a lower level employee or a more early stage junior uh, position or something where I expect there to be a lot of jumping around Trump for they're trying to figure out what's right for them and you know they're going to jump from better and bigger opportunities as they become available, it's much more tolerated to me. Um, I'd much rather see someone who's jumped around having tried different things and done the same job at four different companies. Cause if you've been the same, you know, paid social manager at four different companies, that's more concerning to me than if you were administrator, marketing sales, and then you finished here at this other job at whatever it is you're applying for. Travis, you talked a lot about sales on the episode. Um, and you talk a lot about like this kind of aggressive sales tactic that sacrifices relationship just to close a deal. Um, early on when there is desperation and you do need to close deals, how do you make a sale without letting that desperation seep in? Oh man, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, you, selling from desperation is never going to work out for you. Um, what I would do back when I was in that position <clears throat> was just fill my pipeline with more opportunities that typically ends up being the, the answer for me, uh, is that. If, if I don't want to, if I don't want to, if I truly don't think that the solution that I'm selling is a good fit for this individual, I'm not going to cram it down their throat in hopes that I can make a commission. I'm just going to go find somebody else that it, that it is the good solution for. And, and I will still use different tactics to try to get them to close earlier than I would potentially with somebody else. If I'm in a pinch or something, or I might just give them a sweeter deal or include an additional service. Um, you can, you can always go with upsells or cross sells or, you know, different, different things to sweeten the deal and, and still meet a deadline without being this, you know, it's more just, it's more just about your tonality and, and the way that you, the way that like the things that you say to somebody when you're closing a deal, that's, that's when buyer's remorse really sets in is when you, you come out with a deal closed, but then the next day or two days later, the deal cancels. I used to get really anxious when I was doing door to door because sometimes I would use these closing techniques that were just, they were just 
savage door to door <laughs> closing techniques. And uh, they, everybody in California has a three day cancellation window on any contract that they sign, a cool off period. And so I would get so anxious, even though the system that I sold was like installed in their home, I was still worried about them canceling sometimes because my inner dialogue was like, they did not seem like they were ready to go, but I pushed it down their throat because I wanted to make the sale. And it, like I realized early on in my career that that was not a way that I was going to be able to sustain long-term growth. Um, so I just, at that point shifted vehicles and opportunities to put myself in something else. Um, but I think, you know, when you're in that position, the, the real answer is like time to go knock more doors and find a prospect that's more ready to close. I'm going to open this one up to both of you. We're talking about buyer's remorse. And one conversation you had in the green room was, uh, there are people who invest in masterminds like yourselves or invest in courses, personal development type programs, and they don't feel like they see an immediate ROI. And uh, Jeff, you were talking a little bit about some of that's on you as the buyer. So um, what would you say to people who say masterminds aren't worth it? They're all a scam. There's no immediate ROI. It's not not worth doing it. Well, uh, it always obviously starts with what is the mastermind? Um, but traditionally most masterminds are valuable. You're not going to get an immediate ROI the way you think you will. You're not going to go to a sales mastermind and come out and be the top sales rep in your company tomorrow. You're not going to go to a marketing mastermind and come out and all of a sudden be the Kardashians. It's just not realistic. You may pay a significant premium for the, uh, for the guests that are going to be at that mastermind or who those experts are. So what I would say is don't look at the immediate ROI on what you're going to make from it immediate, just off of that one craft or skill you're going to learn, but understand how you're going to back end, make a whole back end behind it from that experience, both the relationships you're going to meet in the room and partner with long-term sales. So if I can make an extra hundred grand this year from a, from a mastermind, but next year I make 2 million, what was the ROI? Am I upset that I only made a hundred grand on my hundred grand investment into the you know, into that mastermind or masterminds this year. No, I broke even, but I made 2 million year two. That's a phenomenal ROI. Or I might make a, a relationship with someone who I do a business with in three years that turns into a $10 million enterprise. Look at that ROI. So I look at masterminds differently. I look at who's in the room. That's always my first and primary focus. I don't care what product it is or what kind of mastermind it is, who's in the room, both on the panel as well as who's in the audience, who else is coming, because I want to see who I can build relationship capital with and who I want to know. Maybe they're going to be there. It's a soft, organic way. And then second, I look at what are those skills or what are those extra trades that I can improve on and learn some of those savage door-to-door tactics? What are some of those things that I can get better at? And then I think about my whole career, my whole path and say, how can I add this to my, my Rolodex of skills? This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented 
with quality candidates, like, like, like hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Travis, what would you say to that my question? I mean, you said it pretty perfectly there. I, I, I just tend to I stopped measuring my my ROI masterminds on an annual basis and started measuring them on, you know, a three to five year return. And even the ones who at the time I was like, this was a waste of money. I shouldn't have done this. Like two and a half years later, I get a text from one of the people that I made friends with in that group. And they're doing this thing that I have direct involvement in. And all of a sudden there's a $30,000 deal on the table or a hundred thousand dollar deal on the table. And it was like, Oh, I guess it was worth it. You know, so I, there, there's the, the benefits extend so far beyond the confines of the group meetings and the zoom calls. And if you're only looking at zoom calls and meetups as the intrinsic value, then you're probably just going to either do ma- You're going to like jump around from mastermind to mastermind and complain about all of them, or you're going to do one or two, and then you're going to quit. And then you're going to call everybody who does them scam artists because you didn't see you didn't see beyond the ability to prospect into the ability to create relationships with like-minded people who you have the potential to do business with later. Um, it's not a matter like people go to masterminds and treat it like a cold calling in-person prospecting <laughs> opportunity. Um, and it's not, it's just not that at all. It's a place. It's a, it's a focused place to develop, to develop relationships with people you vibe with that are similar in their um, goals and dreams. And when you do that purposefully for a decade, there's just no chance it doesn't come back and help you at some point. Um, I've never been in a mastermind where it has not returned to me equal or greater value, the investment that I was put, I was putting into it. It's just a matter of how long you're measuring the success for and and what you're measuring success on. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we've talked about people like The Rock, Logan Paul, the Kardashians, and other people who have grown insane brands on social media. Um, Do you think traditional media appearances in publications like Forbes or being on TV news is still essential when building a personal brand? And either one of you can answer this one. I mean, no, I, I don't think they're essential by any means. Are they helpful? Sure. Yeah, I think you know, uh, my, my, my thing I tell people is basically like, once you've done the, tr- the circuit, you're basically done. Like once you can put on your website that you were featured in Forbes and TechCrunch and entrepreneur and NBC and whatever else beyond the logos being present on your site, there's not much of intrinsic value barring the outliers. There's a few outliers where it's like, Oh, you got on whatever the today show for a 15 minute guest segment and there were 10 million viewers and it brought in direct results into your business. But, um, 
I would say it, it has to be very good earned traditional media outlet with like a real distribution engine for it to make any real difference in your business. Other than that, it's mainly just like what the credibility pieces of like having the as seen in banner on your website, because that'll just make you more trustworthy than somebody that doesn't have it to a cold prospect. Beyond that, um, I think that new media opportunities are, are more effective at moving the needle in your business than traditional publications. Beautiful. Two more questions. Uh, Jeff, you talk a lot about health uh, through obviously healthy eating. Outside of eating healthy, what's your number one health tip for people listening? To move their body, live actively. Um, it's something we promote. It's the unevolved lifestyle, which has two components, the eating side and movement. You know, the number one thing you hear from people who don't work out or exercise is I don't have time. And what I pride myself on and what I stress to my family and friends is work out without working out. What do I mean? I mean... And this is something I actually saw in Maxim magazine. I believe it was either Maxim or Men's Health, one of the two. If you, the average American, if the average American took the stairs instead of an escalator or elevator, three flights or less, meaning if you walk into a building and you're going up or down three stories, and instead of an escalator or an elevator, you took the stairs, the average American would lose three pounds a year. Now, three pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but if you eat one jelly bean a day for a year, that's three pounds. If you do nothing different and you just add the calories from one jelly bean a day, that's three pounds. So those kinds of things, standing at your desk instead of sitting during the commercials while you're watching TV, get up and stand, uh, park further away from the grocery store and walk to the grocery store. Take those extra 18 steps or 32 steps. Don't use the moving sidewalk. Take the normal sidewalk. Those little things add up. So throughout your day, you're just living a more active lifestyle. You're burning more calories. You're building more muscle mass. You're getting blood flow. You're going to get the long-term and downstream health effects from that, and you're going to be healthier and a better version of you. And that all stems from, you know, yes, going to the gym and working out or going for a run is great, but we don't always have the time. So the way you find the time is incorporating a healthy, active lifestyle into your life, and that's that's really what I would recommend. Last question, can anyone be successful? And I want both of you to answer this one. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, because because kind of what we were talking about earlier is that everybody's version of success is different, um, so you absolutely can be the the degree to which you are successful depends on your definition of success for you and how much of it you want to attain. But the answer is definitely yes. Yeah, and, and I agree, especially in America. Hundred percent. The answer is yes. The issue that people get into is they set an unnecessary deadline on success. Yeah, that's where people become unsuccessful and quit. I will be successful. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. It may take me eight years. It may take me 30 years. But if I take the right steps, I do the right behaviors again and again and again. I follow my own success formula to your point of what success means to me. I will achieve that result. And that's why I've always been successful. Why, you know, you've always been successful and why all of you can be successful and anyone can. It's just remove that definitive. I must be successful by that by part is what creates unsuccess or non-success. It's a matter of when not a matter of if yes yeah all right guys thanks for checking out clickbait if you enjoyed this segment please let us know in the comments or somewhere around this video shoot us an email travis at travischapel.com let us know what we can do more of or we can do less of here on the show that is it for today's freestyle friday we will see you guys on monday with an awesome new interview that's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, 
building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.